Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's a sad story, and it's not the only time this has happened. And the response from the minister, Joe, is just absolutely so bureaucratic and so unacceptable when they talk about, quote, giving opportunities to individuals like yourself, talking about the mayor, uh, and then saying particularly life-saving opportunities. That has to do with uh, uh, funding out-of-province health care. But then they say, quote, only uh, based uh, decisions based on best practices and science and evidence, quote, end quote. As yeah. I said before, the same government which gave the Ontario Teachers Unions $22 million as an unconditional grant with no accountability or control provisions, and that according to the Ontario Provincial Auditor General. Well, he's a doctor, too, and you know, you'd expect more from a doctor. He's also a human being. Uh, it's shocking, really. I've gone pretty easy on him because I just think that it's so pathetic, the whole thing. And as you know, Roy, you're the same as me. We're kind of results-oriented. We want to get this fixed and not beat up a government. Just just fix it. Uh, help you know, Mr. Mayor out, a good man who helped uh, create the Highway Heroes, which is near and dear to both Roy and I's heart and a lot of people in the province. So you know, not just because of that, but... You know, that's a consideration. This guy's given a lot to this province, and these guys aren't even lifting a finger for him. You know, I, I respectfully uh, hear what you're saying, but I don't have a problem with going after the government on this because it comes down to saving the, the mayor's life or at least giving him a fighting chance. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I do have, you know, the reason I said that is because I'm trying to, you know, obviously, I, I want to save his life, and I know how these uh, people operate in there. If you do the scorched earth thing, they just they don't care about anybody. I mean, look at, I'm hoping the premier's wife is listening because you know your brother works over there on the e-health file and all these different things. Somebody do something, and if you don't want to do it for heck, uh, who deserves it? Think of all the children that don't have the proper, you know, whatever it is. We had that case a couple of years ago. I was actually on your show about it, Roy, uh, Maddie Vanstone, and we fought for her. And there's been many other cases. And so we need a fund so that when these things do, you know, come to pass, uh, we can at least help someone like Hackout who's raising money himself in his own community and not just turn around and say there's nothing we can do. Go ahead and die frustrating part of it. You know that there are things that can be done. You know that the surgery is available. You know that the equipment is available. You know that the mayor needs it. Put it all together. And we li- we have a public health care system that is supposed to take care of emergent situations. To just say, well, sorry, uh, this is just not going to be possible based on our practices, based on our bureaucratic rules and, and, and regulations. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. And Mr. Mayor, good for you, Hector, the heck that you that you took them on, that you, you know, that, that, that you stood up and, and, and you, you did what, what you needed to do. Well, thank you. I had to because it's, it's not just for me. It's for all Ontarians. Number one, most people don't know that we live under the standard of care, which basically limits what the province will spend on you. And inside that standard of care, there's many things, of course, that they will do for you. But once your foot steps outside... They do very little for you, if anything. And once you're outside, you can't get back in. And that's what I'm trying to do because I am no longer stage four. I'm stage three. So, so you're, if, if you have the surgery done, what, is that, what do the doctors tell you in the U.S. that that will do for you? 
they've been doing it since 2008, so it's not experimental. They have over 50 machines in the U.S. We have two in Canada, and there's uh, over 250 around the world. So it's not experimental, but that gives them the out. Because when, when the doctor that recommends uh, you to, to the province to apply for out-of-country funding, they check off a box that says that it's considered experimental in Ontario, and that gives them the out. If it's not a standard in Ontario, they won't fund it. What's the cost? I've been told that it's going to be upwards of 250000 American dollars. That's not a lot of money. To get out of the hospital. I'm a quick healer, so they said be prepared to spend two, 200000 U.S. regardless. That's so not I've a lot of, to, to, The quarter of a million dollars is not a lot of money. It's a lot of money to me, man, I'll tell you. Um, $30,000 a year as the local mayor uh, doesn't cut it. And, and, I, and I know there's a lot, a lot of people out there that are in worse shape than I am, and they can't, they can't afford it either. But people are applying for this surgery all the time, and they re, they're, they're being turned down flat. Have they given you any indication of any kind that they may be amenable to changing their um, their decision on you? None whatsoever. Uh, the minister has never got back to me since I asked him a week ago Tuesday uh, the question at the uh, local AMO conference, the annual, the annual AMO conference in Windsor, and all he said he would do was commit to um, that the, uh, the decision was uh, uh, made by using their, their policies and procedures. Um, would, and, he, and he said he doesn't understand it and, and that it's not a political decision and he couldn't have any influence on it, which is a crock because every minister since October the 1st, 1991 has made decisions, uh, political decisions upon himself. He does have the authority to make regulations and make decisions. And every minister, including the current one, has ordered OHIP to pay somebody's costs, whether it's a child or an adult, whether it's drugs or whether it's surgery. Everyone has done it. Joe, so, is Joe Warmington, uh, Joe, can you still hear me? I can hear you perfectly. So as you hear, uh, and you've talked to, uh, to, the, to the mayor, and um, you've talked to the province, and what now, Joe? Well, it's interesting because the minister did not call back, or the ministry. There were people in the ministry trying to lobby people to not do stories and things like that, but nobody interested in trying to help him. The other thing that really struck me as you gentlemen were talking was, in this country, a conversation about how much surgery costs, how much medical care costs, because that's not something that we're used to hearing as average people. You know, I don't know what it costs to go. In fact, I took my son to a doctor today, this morning, and I don't know what it costs because I don't have to know because I'm part of this system that I pay into. I take a big wallop off my paycheck. And somehow that doesn't apply, in this case, a life-saving case, when it should apply. And so to answer your question, Roy, about what's next, the only thing I could think of is we have to put together some sort of a, a protest and we have to take it to Queen's Park and we have to do it quickly because Heck doesn't have very many weeks left to live from what he tells me. So, you know, I'm hoping that somebody will step up, uh, maybe somebody in, in uh, your home area there of Trent Hills, uh, Mr. Mayor, uh, and let's do it. I mean, I'll help you guys uh, with it. I'm sure Roy will be there. And uh, let's go fight these guys. 
With me, uh, Mayor Hector McMillan from Trent Hills, Ontario. He has pancreatic cancer. The province is not going to pay for out-of-province country life-saving surgery, potentially, um, because, uh, as you told us, Mr. Mayor, they're saying it's experimental surgery. They're not satisfied with, uh, with, with what has been already proven to be successful in the U.S., and so they're denying to, uh, to refusing to pay for you to have that surgery in, in, the, uh, in the United States. Joe Warmington uh, with me as well from the Toronto Sun. Joe broke the story about uh, Mayor McMillan, and that has this, this province and uh, should have the country energized, because, Joe, the next person could be any one of us or somebody we deeply care about, and that includes the people who run the government. Uh, I don't think they would be the ones that you'd worry about. I mean, I, you know, I had people whispering in my ear if Hector would just go and shop around to the right doctor, he could get, uh, you know, something going uh, for himself. So, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Uh, he's not playing the game. He's just trying to do it the right way. If he were to get a sex change, he would you know, move right up the front of the line. So, you know, the, this whole story is not about who's next and all these kinds of things. Actually, what it is is malfeasance. And all the people involved in it and the waste and everything else should be taken away and, and put in handcuffs. But I'm not trying to do the scorched earth thing. I'm, I'm sorry. But I just, I'm so, the more I'm thinking about this story, um, you know, I did a lot of different stories this week, but I'm sitting here in the commercial break and just feeling so angry about what's happening to Hector and to the other people. I'm really, really sick of people that don't want to think outside of the box and help people, yeah. which is what they're there to do. And you know, Joe, when it comes to cancer, it's uh, it's a very, very personal issue with me, because my wife yeah. died of cancer just very recently. So, I know I, I was thinking of that during the break too, and you know, I, I don't know what was happening with the glitches, but they were playing the show that I was on. We we're talking about Rob Ford and his cancer. So cancer hits all over the place. It does. The mayor, you know, I know the mayor. Mayor McMillan is the kind of guy that you want running your town. His dad was also the mayor out in Campbellford one time this family has served this province you know everybody serves it in their own way but there are people that go out and they actually do it they put their name on the ballot and they do public service and and there he is and we have nothing for him i mean my god we're better than that yeah we should be uh, you know um, mr mayor the minister of health uh, a doctor himself as we all know i'm going to read again what joe wrote responded by saying quote the difficulty that we face is we live in a society where we both want to give opportunities to individuals like yourself, particularly life-saving opportunities, but at the same time, we want to base our decisions on best practices and science and evidence, quote-unquote, just writing you off. That's right. And what he's saying is that he'll only take the word of the imperial experts who have no idea what IRE nano-knife surgery is all about. So that gives them the out not to pay. And, of course, they're looking to save every dime that they can so they can piss it away elsewhere. They, they, it's going to be generations before they ever pay off our debt, if they ever do. I've got seven grandkids. They're never going to see the end of it. I don't know, but you know, someday I'm fortunate enough to have great grandkids and get to see them, whether they're ever going to see the end of the debt. But the big thing for me, and, and one of the – the thrust of, of what I'm doing and why I'm doing it is because as mayor, I do get opportunities to speak out loud and certain people will listen, especially the media. And thank God for guys like Joe and Pete Fisher and the crew in Balbo and the guys at the Peterborough Examiner. 
who I'm all friends with because I'm an open book. There's no question anyone can't answer me, and I'll try to answer it for you. And if I can't get the answer, if I don't have the answer, I'll get it for you. So people know me. But I'm just so shocked that they've rigged this system so that the applicant will fail before he even submits the application. And the appeal process is even more mind-boggling. I've been trying to mount the appeal. I've got my papers finally all filled out. And I have to prove to them why their decision was wrong, the way impact used to be. You used to have to tell them why their assessment of your property was wrong. And, and the ombudsman straightened them out on that one. So currently I have to tell them why their, their uh, judgment was wrong. And then I have to fax it all in. So before you fax it in, you have to have a file number. I've requested a file number. I don't get an answer. I don't get a return email. I don't get return phone calls. I leave voice messages. Finally, I get a hold of somebody in Toronto, uh, a young, very polite girl, sounded like she was at least 10, and she says to me, oh, well, we have no record that you called or your email. She finally finds my email and says, oh, well, they haven't got to yours yet. Um, it's going to take two to three weeks for you to get a file number. So under the advice of a professional, they said, Submit your application anyway with a cover letter and ask them to, to apply the file number when they, when they finally get around to it. So I've, I've tried to fax it to the office in Kingston, which is very clearly on the application where you're supposed to fax it to, and I get a Bell Canada reply stating the number you have reached is out of service. This is a recording. You talk a little frustrating. Now, the average person on the street who doesn't have the political clout, what little political clout I have, where, where, like I said, where people will listen to me, they're just lost in the shuffle. You know, they just, they're just, they're literally dying. This is so wrong that they're doing this to Ontarians in this day and age. Just deliberately setting us up to fail so that they don't have to pay and writing us off. And Joe, you say that um, you've been told that have been suggested to you that if the mayor were to just play ball and go and find quietly a doctor, that everything just might go away. I've never been, I've never had that suggested to me, and I and don't I had know it, what that. No, means no, I'm talking to, to I'm talking to I'm talking to Joe, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, I had it suggested uh, to me. That's how I understood it, and you know, to go and talk to more doctors to sort of take the minister off the hook on this thing because he's feeling heat on it. He's supposed to be a doctor. You know, interesting that I was on your show a week ago, Sunday, yeah. talking about Gord Downey and all the goodwill that came out of that. Yes. And then we turn around a week later and we have this story. Yes. Uh, look, at I, we've said a lot of things that, that are hurting all of us. I'm sure the listeners are thinking of their own loved ones. But what we need is someone to give Mr. McMillan a file number and sit down and talk to him, look him in the eye. Yes. And say, here's what we're going to do. Not what we can't do. We all know what we can't do. What can we do? And one thing we can do is raise that he needs at least 300 grand because he's going to have to recover no matter how tough he thinks he is. It's going to be a recovery. He's going to have to stay in Kentucky. So let's get there. What's the uh, page at now? How much have you raised so far, Mr. Mayor? Well, I had a friend of mine stop by this morning and said that uh, it was somewhere up around twenty-eight or $29,000. And they've also opened a, uh, a trust account at the uh, local TD branch, and apparently you can make donations from any TD branch in Canada. So I, I have no idea what that is. There's, there's two prominent people in town who are, have joint 
authority to um, manage the account, and uh, they can only make deposits, and ultimately they'll write one check if, if I get so fortunate. Mr. Mayor, can you give us the, um, the information on how everybody listening can contribute? Uh, well, it is, on, it is on GoFundMe, and you just hit the search bar and um, type in Hector Macmillan, M-E-C-M-I-L-L-A-N, and it'll pop up, and uh, it's there. Okay. Um, now, of course, GoFundMe is a, is a business, and, and, and they, they take 5% cut of all donations. So hence why some people who, who don't want to pay that 5% out of their, of their donation, and, and, and a lot of seniors don't have computer access, the bank account was opened up. Um, if you just give me a sec here, I think I have the information on that. Um, but it is at TD Bank. And um, the we'll bank tweet it out as well, folks. Uh, Hector will, I will, and Roy will. Yes. And uh, if you can't find it, Roy or, uh, it. we'll make sure we get it out there. We'll, we'll get it out, Mr. Mayor. We'll get it out for you. TD Branch 2222. And the account number is 6308446. Six three zero eight four four six. We'll tweet. We'll tweet all of that out. Um, we have a caller who's has a, I think, a, a, an interesting, relevant question to ask here. Grace is in Whitby. Hi, Grace. Oh, hi. Thanks, Roy, for taking my call. And my question was: Is <clears throat> you don't have the time to wait? Is there any way that you can have the surgery? Uh, and we fundraise to get this money for you to have the surgery because. You know, it's not a lot of money, and your life is worth more than that. And we have to just raise the money, and then that's what we were just government. That's what we were just talking about—the fundraiser. Yes. And how do you spell your name again? It's small M I L L A N. It's M A C M I L L A N. Right. It's L I A A N. Macmillan. Macmillan. Oh, Macmillan. Okay. Macmillan. Just yeah, go to okay. go to GoFundMe.com. Yeah, I, okay. And enter his name in the search bar. Okay. All right. All right. Th- thank you. Hector Macmillan. H-E-C-T-O-R. Macmillan. M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. And then you can contribute to the fund for Mayor Hector Macmillan, Trent Hills, Ontario, who's fighting pancreatic cancer. Here's an uh, email from Brett to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Listening to your interview with the mayor, how he was denied coverage for treatment outside of Canada because the procedure was deemed experimental and not standard in Ontario. What gets me is that if it was standard in Ontario, he could go outside the country. But if it was standard, there'd be no need to go outside the country in the first place. The whole thing is a catch-22, writes Brett. Roy at RoyGreenshow.com is the email address. My number is 888 6400 and with me is Mayor Hector McMillan. He's fighting for his life, literally fighting for his life. And the province is denying him the surgery that he requires. How quickly can they do the surgery for you in the United States? They called me three days ago, Roy, and they checking in to see how I was doing and if I was still on board. And I asked them that question. They said three to four days. So basically, by the time I got my things in order here and pack my bag and, and drove down, they'd be ready there waiting for me with the knife. You know, out of all of this, Roy, the one thing that I, I want to, that I have put in my appeal, if I ever get the chance to, to fax it to them, I may have to drive it to Kingston, I guess. I've, they, they, they actually ask you what you want the minister to do. 
Now, I know the minister's staff is listening right now because I know how it works. I've been, I've been mayor for 13 years. My father died in the third year of his third term. and My grandfather was on council for 25 years. So I know how the system works. And for all those who think that they may have some conspiracy theorist ideas, keep believing because it's right. I know the minister's staff is listening right now, perhaps even the minister himself. So here's what I'd like to say. Dr. Hoskins... This will always be an experimental surgery in Ontario until we start doing it in Ontario. There's already been an investment into purchasing the equipment. I assume you paid for it. The machine is sitting down at the Toronto uh, University Health Network. It's collecting dust on it in a closet somewhere. Other than they used it, I think, a total of 15 times, I understand, for minor work on the liver. You need someone to demonstrate this to Dr. Stephen Gallinger, Dr. Peter Cleary, and all the rest of our Ontario expert surgeons who have not used IRE techniques. I will be your subject. I think we've already raised enough money that we could likely pay Dr. Robert Martin to come up from Louisville, Kentucky, and he could do the surgery in our hospital here and all of our, our surgeons in Ontario could get a live demonstration. I will be your guinea pig for you. Now, that's a win-win deal for Ontario. It'll cost a whole lot less because I can stay in a Toronto hospital. And we'll get this thing off the experimental list. It's a win deal for me. It's a win deal for Ontarians on the, in the budget. And it's a win deal for all the rest of the people that desperately need this surgery and are already going to other countries to get it. So I, mean, I know you're listening, guys. So do something about it and tell the minister that. I'm making that proposal, and I think that's a deal that should never be turned down. You're fighting for your life, and you're pleading for your life. Roy, I've never begged in my life. You have a lot of friends. You have a lot of people who are on your side. And now we need the people in the government to move forward and be on your side. I'll tell you a quick story. A few years ago, when Dalton McGinty was premier, there was a 73-year-old carpenter in northern Ontario who had multiple myeloma. It was also a cancer. And he was getting um, uh, thalidomide free from the manufacturer in the United States. And they changed the rules in Canada. They, uh, they changed the rules and they brought in a new drug. And so they said, well, now you can no longer have the thalidomide. You have to come to uh, Toronto for treatment. I had his doctor on the air. She was furious. It was going to cost him $60,000 he didn't have. So I had the premier on the air and I said, what are you going to do about this, Premier McGinty? And he said, well, talk to my health minister. I said, no, I'm talking to you right now. What are you going to do about it? Do something today. Commit to doing something today. And he said he would make a phone call. Hector, later that, that day, I got a call from the wife of the... Uh, of the 73-year-old carpenter, and they had made an exception, and he was going to get the thalidomide free. So there is, politicians can move mountains, and this is a mountain that's right in front of the minister, and he can move it for you, and he needs to move it for you, my friend. I, I will stay in touch with you, uh, Joel will stay in touch with you, and, and we'll do our very best to get it, get it done, Mr. Mayor. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it, and, and for all your listeners, I thank you. I know there's other Ontarians that are in the same boat that I am, but you don't get to hear them because they don't have those opportunities that I have and and know which buttons to push. And I meet so many seniors 
in in waiting rooms while waiting to get chemotherapy, and right. you know we're we get tight and we ask each other what we're using. There's so okay. many other alternatives that can be used. Mr. So, Mayor, we'll stay we'll stay in touch with you. Thanks, Roy. We'll work with you too. Thank you, sir. Hector McMillan, GoFundMe.com, H-E-C-T-O-R-M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. Or the Ontario government gets off its backside and does what needs to be done. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 